a member of the DATC media family. This is Dropped Among This Crowd, a podcast that dives into the music and community of improvisational progressive rock bands on Freeze McGee. Each week will feature a rotating schedule of insightful full show recaps, interviews with fellow Umphreaks, members of Team UM, as well as other musicians who have been inspired by and or played with the band. This is your place for all the latest news and happenings within the world of Umphreaks, helping keep you informed on what's been recently released or where you can catch the next show. I'm your host, Sarah Jahimiak. Thanks for joining me as we dive in. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me for this week of Dropped Among This Crowd. I hope that you were able to check out the last fresh episode from two weeks ago that featured my chat with Umphreys McGee lighting director, Mr. Ben Factor. Ben chatted about all things winter tour, the backdrops the band has added to their tour toolbox and his vision for this incredible new edition. He shares where he drew inspiration from when preparing for tour, mentions the in-house projectors that he used in Detroit and Cleveland, and his future hopes for adding video into the mix. Ben also shares what moments and venues stood out to him, During the tour, we talk about Iceland and a whole bunch more. There is a link in the show notes where you can check that out if you missed it. There's also a link in the show notes for the first time that Ben was a guest here on the show back in 2020. Um, So check that out too. I think that was like his second interview ever. Um, It's always great to have Ben on the show. He's just such an awesome dude. So uh, yeah, definitely check those out. This week on the show, we're going to take it back to the Aspen Run, March 18th, 19th, and 20th. Funny how it feels like it was so long ago, but it really wasn't. You can find the highlights that I mentioned in this episode on my 2022nugs.net highlight playlist. There is a link in the show notes for that. Also on that list, all the highlights from Winter Tour thus far. And also in the show notes, you'll find a link for where you can find part one and part two of my Winter Tour 2022 recap. Uh, Those two episodes cover everything from the Syracuse show all the way through to the two nights in Asheville. I know everyone is very excited uh, for my Iceland recap. I've had a bunch of people reach out and ask me. Um, I am still mentally unpacking all that musically and otherwise happened. I mean, just wow. (laughs) There's so much. Iceland is such an incredible country and I can't wait to go back you know, for Umphreys or just to be there, seriously, just so incredible to be able to just walk around the city. And my Airbnb was just the cutest little studio apartment and walking around the street, you would see a friend or someone you knew, you know, an acquaintance or, you know, somebody just wearing Umphreys in some capacity. And that was just beyond awesome, of course. 
the music, the late nights. There's a lot. Anyway, I will be bringing that all to you in two weeks. So keep your eyes and ears peeled for that. And in the meantime, I have put together a highlights playlist from the weekend. So if you wanted to check that out, there is a link in the show notes for that as well. Some quick news announcements for you before we get into it this week. Brendan and Jen will be celebrating Cinco de Mayo at the Cubby Bear in Chicago, Illinois. Sure to be an awesome as hell evening, no doubt, when these two get together. She absolutely slayed in Iceland. Her glitter boots were just owning, and the way she came out during Barracuda, we're going to get to all that. (laughs) And like I said, of course, when these two come together. It's always a great time. Not sure if there will be any tickets available um, by the time this episode airs, but all of the information that you need. Show notes. A fun summer tour announcement. Also, the band will for the first time be playing in the state of Alaska at Salmon Fest August 5th, 6th, and 7th. The band will be playing um, as headliners the 6th and the 7th, so that's Saturday and Sunday night. Joel mentioned on Twitter the other states that Umphreys has not played in yet, Hawaii, South Dakota, and Wyoming. That's it. I'm sure they can make that happen. Excited for them in Alaska. I mean, come on. That's pretty rad. Um, Also, my birthday weekend, so hell yes. Info for all of that, you know where to find it. And also, another new tune has been released from the forthcoming new album, Asking for a Friend, titled So Much. Dropped at midnight on April 8th. Lots of comparing it to Death Cab for Cutie within the community. Um, I don't really know. Like, I know nothing of their catalog. Um... So I can't uh, put that together. I can't make that association personally. But for me, when it first came on, my first thought was instantly Fleetwood Mac. 100%. Tusk era, um, if you're really into classic rock like that, um, is really kind of the point in their career um, where I kind of placed it as sounding similar. Um, for me, it was really the drumming in this, um, and the Lindsey Buckingham style guitar in there, um, the cascading piano. Those are the parts of it that really gave me, uh, the Fleetwood Mac vibes. Um, certainly 30 dB vibes in there as well. Um, I saw a couple other people kind of mention that when I was reading other people's opinions, uh, but definitely some 30 dB vibes in there. Um, with Bayless's style of singing there and, you know, kind of the, the overall vibe of the song. Uh, but for me, I really felt, um, you know, I kept coming back to the Mac, of course. In case this sounds or felt familiar to you, that's because we have heard this before. Got to dig back a little bit. But to January 27th, 2017 in Portland, Maine, 
during that Jakeless Northeast tour, um, if you're a longtime listener to the show, I bring up that run kind of fairly often. Uh, Joshua Redman would join them uh, during, I believe it was like four or five nights. Um, I caught one of the nights in there. I want to say it was four nights. Anyway, on January 27th, 2017, the entire second set was all improv, and this tune that evening would be titled Chapter 20. The second set would consist of chapters 11 through 21, and chapters 1 through 10 happened January 28, 2016 at the Orpheum Theater in Madison, Wisconsin, and Joshua Redman would also join the band for that evening. If you're interested in looking at both of those dates with the chapters in them, uh, I will link the set list for both of those in the show notes so you can go off and uh, do your own digging if you'd like. And actually, this blew my fucking mind. I was working on this episode and listening to versions of August for my upcoming appearance on side B of the Umphreys Wow show. And I uncovered some serious treasure. (laughs) April 15th, 2007 in Rochester, New York, August would feature a lyrical stew. But before that, very early on, like two minutes, the beginning Legos of so much. Yeah. Like, I was blowing my own mind. I'm sitting in my office, on my computer, writing, working on a whole bunch of stuff, and they just, like, slide right into it. And I'm like, oh, my God. It was the day that, like, the song had premiered, that they had dropped it. And I'm like, why? Oh, my God. Like, this this is it. <laughs> this, is, this is the new song. <laughs> so I was, like, blowing my own mind in my room and yelling, holy shit. So I'm sure... The kids downstairs are probably like, what is she yelling about? What is she finding? They slowed it down, gave it new lyrics between this first spin in 07 and when it came back in 2017. But I mean, now I'm wondering, like, who knows? Is this somewhere in between those, you know, those 10 years? Am I going to find another little piece of Lego uh, somewhere sometime? But that was... uh, that was quite a treasure find, and I was very, very, very excited about it. Like, oh, my God, what are the chances? That's incredible. Um, we will get more into all of that August, the Legos, just all of it, uh, in side B of the Umphreys Wow Show. So keep your eyes and ears peeled for that. It's going to be awesome. It's been so much fun just listening to all these different versions of August and choosing my favorite ones. It's, it's going to be awesome. So stay tuned. All right. So let's get into this year's Aspen run. Last time the band played this room would be back in 2020, right before the shit hit the fan everywhere and this would actually be the last time the band would play in front of an audience in pre-covid times uh you may remember maybe this happened to you you know they were getting ready to go over to the west coast to start their west coast tour and uh 
every everybody went home. So Aspen was the last run of shows uh, before all that. And, you know, Bayless mentions that sometime during the weekend to the audience and how, you know, it really feels like a full circle moment. And I felt that way with Asheville, um, you know, and heading into Iceland, which was my plan back in 2020. Um, I saw them at that, the caverns and the two nights in Asheville. And then the next month I was supposed to see them in Iceland. And this year it, it went that way again, you know, I did the Asheville run and then the next time I saw them was Iceland. And so, you know, I can understand, uh, why he would say that because it definitely felt like that for me. Um, you know, with, with Asheville and Iceland and, uh, all of that. So I've had a few folks come to me and ask my opinion on this run. And I mean, I often get asked how I feel about shows and, you know, like a a run or, you know, a weekend, a three night run or whatever. Um, oftentimes it's right after the show and I'm just like, it was incredible because it's all you can really say. Um, you know, as anybody, but especially me, it takes, takes a little time for me to process and, you know, I dissect and, and do all these other things. So, um, you know, I get asked very often, uh, my opinion on things, but this one I felt, um, I was asked about more and in a way I felt, um, that kind of confirmed a feeling that I had when I was listening back to these three nights. Now, I will lead in by saying that in no way do I think that there will ever be or will I ever witness a bad Humphreys McGee show. And in no way, shape, or form were these shows bad. I wouldn't categorize them as bad. Um... But I felt that this run of shows was just energetically off, particularly night one. And, you know, I've listened back to, you know, I, I listened to probably every show like three times, like honestly, being honest, um, you know, and that minus is, that minus is being there. If I was there, you know, if I'm there, obviously, Um, but usually it's, it's about three times, one listen through, you know, one really like dissection one and then one to, to button up my notes for the show or whatever. Um, and then I'll listen to like parts of it, you know, the heaters. Um, so I listened to each of these shows, I'd say three times and I don't know what it was. It just, it just felt energetically off. It just felt like there were moments that they were not synchronizing. I don't even know if synchronizing is the right word. Maybe communicating. They were not communicating um, in a way that I know I'm used to. So... Of course, you know, there were moments of each night that produced highlights, um, which we're going to get into, 
but for me, it just felt different. Um, and of course, there were standouts from the first listen. Uh, number five from night one is certainly um, a standout from the whole the whole run. Um, but I had to listen to these each, you know, more than once before I could really build a highlights list. Honestly, I would love to know your thoughts. If you listened to the run, if you were there, curious for sure. Like I said, I get asked, but this one in particular, I was asked about more and I had my own feelings when listening. So yes, reach out. Uh, let me know what you think social media or dropped among this crowd pod at gmail.com. I do know that the band experienced some technical difficulties, which you can hear during different moments of the weekend. And perhaps that led to some of it, a bit of frustration. I'm sure um, the change in altitude, I know affects everybody differently. Um, and I did read on Twitter, I believe uh, it was night two, some girl spilled her beer on or near Bayless's shit. So, I mean, I'm sure that was also a distraction. Um, either way, I feel it's important for me to be honest about my own feelings. Um, anyway, <laughs> in life, I think that's something that we all need to... Uh, to do is to uh, be honest about our feelings and what we want to say. Um, I think that it's also important for me and and it's kind of my duty, I feel, to be real with you guys uh, for a number of reasons. Uh, but nobody wants to listen to somebody always talk about how fucking fantastic everything is all the time. Uh, even when it's not, too. You're like, she's full of shit. Uh, so I want to be real and honest with you guys. And so that includes bringing my thoughts and opinions about everything uh, when it comes to this music and shows, etc. Um, so, yeah, I felt it was a sense of duty uh, to be real with you guys, the listeners, fellow fans. Um, I mean, this is why I get asked, right? You guys want to know my personal uh, honest opinion. And if I was sitting around with you at the end of the night talking about the show, I would be honest. Um, probably much more colorful language <laughs> if I wasn't recording, uh, you know, and more in depth on my theories. Sometimes I kind of go off um, on long ass tangents. Um, but yeah, I would say how I feel about this and have always done that on the show. And it's important that I keep doing this. So I will say, if we're giving away an MVP for the weekend, my vote is going to Joel. All right, so let's actually get into these three nights in Aspen. First up, March 18th, songs that made their way onto my highlights list. The aforementioned number five, that would be the biggest standout from the evening and perhaps the whole run. Syncopated Strangers, Phil's Farm. This would be one of those moments uh, where Joel was getting my vote for MVP. Miami Virtue and Dump City, a nice way to end night one. 
night two, March 19th, there was a VIP set. Again, these are not available for re-listen, which stinks, uh, especially for the people that were there, I think. I want to at least listen uh, back to the one from Iceland, you know, because it was just like in the moment. I want to listen back to it. And they played Well Wishers in Iceland. I want to hear that again. <laughs> and red tape. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> the VIP set list goes Intentions Clear, Breaker, Night Nurse, The Crooked One, and Gulfstream. The show that evening, I felt out of the entire run, produced the most tunes that found a spot on my highlights list. So I guess I would say this was the quote unquote best night of the run. You know, usually people ask me which one I felt was the best night. Um, according to my highlights list, it seems that night two of Aspen was the quote unquote better night. I hate using that, but yeah. Uh, recommended listens from night two, Whoppy Sprayberry, a pretty damn solid way to start night two, I felt. That's how they came out definitely a banger to start. Uh, Got Your Milk, Fussy Dutchman with a creamy as fuck Bayless solo at the end. Here for it. Uh, Draco, uh, Kabump, Higgins. And I also really enjoyed this Conduit. I just love that song. Anyway, is it a Hall of Fame version? No, uh, but it was damn hot. So I did throw it on that highlights playlist. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, love everything about the ominous interstellar slinky spy lead in that just builds and builds and then erupts and spills over into Hurt Bird Bath. By the way, Hurt Bird Bath, if you did not know, was featured inside A and B the first two episodes of the Umphreys Wow Show with Rob Turner and Jimmy Knowledge. Josh from Umphreys Anonymous was the guest on Side B. Uh, that dropped the week of Iceland. Like, I was getting on the plane and, like, dropping this episode so everybody could listen to it uh, that was flying to Iceland. Um, they chatted about their bronze, silver, and gold versions of Hurt Birdbath. Highly recommend listening to that episode, side A and side B. Uh, definitely recommended listening. I will throw a link in the show notes for that in case you have not checked out the newest addition to the DATC Media family. So happy and excited to have Rob and Jimmy on the team. You can also find the Umphreys Wow Show anywhere you listen to your podcast. So you're listening to this on Spotify, Stitcher, whatever. Uh, the Umphreys Wow Show is there as well. If you can't find it, you can also search my name, Sarah Jahimiak, uh, J-A-C-H-I-M-I-A-K, and uh, it'll pop up that way as well. Side A of the next song they are doing August is coming Wednesday, April 20th, 420, perfect day for a new episode. And like I think I mentioned earlier, I will be chatting with the guys and sharing my three versions of August in side B. Very, very excited for that to share with everybody and finally reveal 
my top three versions of August. It's been awesome. Anyway, <laughs> back to the Aspen, Smell the Mitten, and Slacker would close out my highlights from night two. Do you create really rad fan art? Is your band wanting to get into the ears of umfreaks? Maybe your small business provides an awesome service and you'd like some like-minded clients to work with. Are you looking to hire some music-loving folks for your team? Perhaps you've had an idea for an Umphreys-themed podcast or something else that you just know this community would love, but you weren't sure where to start. Dropped Among This Crowd Media Company wants to help. With space available for your Umphreys-related show idea, social media promotion of your band, ad spots across the network, and so much more, Dropped Among This Crowd Media Company can help you be seen, heard, and reach tons of fellow Umphreaks, musicians, and other kind folks. Want to know more or have questions? Shoot an email to sarah at datcmediacompany.com. So that brings us to the final night of the Aspen Run, March 20th. Tunes that made their way onto my highlights list. Nothing Too Fancy. The Lanier. The first part of In the Kitchen, which would include Chris's Chopstick Jam where he would play a little bit of Hot for Teacher by Van Halen. <laughs> yeah. So you'll hear if you listen back to the show, there's a, there's a part in the jam where he's, you know, everything kind of slows down and, and he's bringing the chopsticks out. And uh, Marley and I talked about how strong those chopsticks <laughs> had to be for Chris to be able to not only drum with them to begin with, but for, like, the length of time that he did, and, like, he was legit using them, too, from the sound of it, and the little clip of video that I saw. So, so bravo for, like, the restaurant, <laughs> wherever he got those chopsticks from, because anytime I've ever gotten chopsticks, you know, if they are together and you have to pull them apart, like, I break them every time. <laughs> So I don't understand how he found these chopsticks that are apparently the most legit as fuck chopsticks ever, and he was able to drum with them. So I threw that on the highlights list because it was pretty funny. And a couple days after that, I think actually it might have even been after Iceland because Aspen and then Iceland happened pretty quickly. And uh, we were in the car and Hot for Teacher came on. And before the song was on, the radio DJ was talking about something, about the song and maybe Van Halen and something. He was, like, talking about something. And Marley made the comment, yeah, but can, but can they play Hot for Teacher with the chopsticks? <laughs> Her comment, you know, was, was talking about Chris playing it. Um, and that just made me laugh. Um, so, yeah, I threw that on the highlights list because it was pretty funny. And, uh kind of badass that he could drum with chopsticks 
And finally, from the weekend's highlights, Ringo with a nice little filthy LaGrange by ZZ Top jam starting to take shape about six minutes. Also, if you're following Ben Factor on Instagram, March 21st, he posted a photo that Tara took and you can see in action the video screens behind the band during Ringo, the cat eyes that he was projecting on there. It was really fucking cool. Like the picture is really cool. Go check it out on his Instagram for sure. And in case you missed what I uh, said at the top of the show, Ben was a guest here two weeks ago chatting about all things winter tour. So check that out for sure. You know where to find the link. All right. So that's everything I have for this week of the show. There are a shit ton of links in the show notes, including where you can find my 2022 highlights playlist that includes the tunes that we chatted about here in this episode, as well as what else I felt were highlights from winter tour so far back from January with that Syracuse show all the way through uh, to Aspen. Also in the show notes, you'll find links for where you can check out the DATC Pod Vault Stuffed. So stuffed with a bunch of past incredible episodes to binge on, where you can check out the first two episodes of the Umphreys Wow Show, shop the DATC store, pre-order the spring edition of Crooked Conversations. That is going to be dropping very soon, so make sure you pre-order one if you're not a subscriber um, because I only print a very small number of those. So if you want one, jump on it. Uh, You'll find a link for that. And so, so much more. So make sure you check all of that out. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you around these parts in two weeks. Mad love.